for him. I'm going to get right into the word uh, so I won't hold you up uh, very long. I want to give you one verse of scripture and it's Romans chapter 8 verse number 11. Romans 8 verse number 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Can you say amen? I had one of the worst dreams. I shared this this morning. I had one of the worst dreams a pastor could have last night before uh, Easter service. And I, I don't know, I don't know all the stuff that goes behind dreams. I, I know that the service was on my mind, praying that everything would go good. You know, you, there's so many moving parts and pieces that things could get missed and, and things of that nature. But I had a dream. We had gathered for service. We weren't in this building. We were in another building, but it was, it was, it was packed out. And, um, when the service began, the first thing, which I didn't share this morning, there was someone else doing, uh, the offering that I didn't even know, uh, that was really kind of odd. And so he was directing people and doing things with the offering took a, a whole lot, which that does remind me there's offering boxes all over the building. So you can give at any, any time. And we thank you. And so that was, that was odd. And then it was time for the worship. And, uh, and when Philip got up to lead the worship, as soon as he got up to lead the worship, I saw a whole bunch of kids come in and they just kind of gathered. Someone was in section, someone was kind of around the building. And when Philip got up to lead worship, instead of going into uh, the song set that he had, he started leading Christmas carols. And not just one, two, it went on. And I'm trying, I'm standing in the back ab- about to have a complete meltdown thinking what are you doing and it went on and on as if I wasn't even the pastor oh maybe that just came to my mind but they just went on as if I wasn't even the pastor and then finally after he'd done the Christmas carols they just decided to serve soups so we're sitting in the building eating soup and I'm sitting to a guy I don't know I'm sitting there eating the soup still kind of flabbergasted at what happened and the guy said did they just make this soup this morning I looked at him and said I have no idea because honestly my dream should have been about the resurrection because that's what this is all about people ask why we celebrate the resurrection and it's honestly for me it's it's real simple the main reason that we do is because our lord and savior is alive it's really just that simple and with with all of the um, religious leaders and different icons and even political leaders that people celebrate, none of them are alive. As a matter of fact, most of the time when you go to buildings in their name, it's their memorial. Or if you go down to, to commemorate them, you go to the place where they're buried. But not with Jesus. None of us are going to the tomb to celebrate Jesus because he's, he's alive. The verse says it real clear. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. I mean, it's just evident. It's obvious. We talked about it on Good Friday. We know that he died. We know that he was buried and we know that he's alive. These whole three days that we capture all of this is worth celebrating in and of itself. It's, it's in this time that we emphasize the fact that Jesus laid down his life for us. Here's a sinless one that took up on our sin, paid our sin debt in full. 
substitutionary. He didn't have to do it. He volunteered, substituted his life for our life, took on our sin with absolute confidence that he knew that our sins would be forgiven by the Father and absolute confidence that he knew he would be risen from the dead. And so we celebrate it because we're we're reminded salvation has nothing to do with the works that we do. It's all about the grace of God, all about the love of God, all about the goodness of God, all about the mercy of God, and all about the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? John 3.16 is a famous verse. Everybody seems to know it, but I'm not sure if everybody believes it. It says, so that everyone who believes in Jesus will have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only, only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And so we celebrate this time because of what Christ done. We celebrate because of the resu- resurrection. Jesus died for us. But he, because he died for us and rose, we're now alive. And I think that's where I'm going to put my emphasis on this message is that we are now alive. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 6.14 says. And God will raise us up from the dead by his power just as he raised our Lord from the dead. The only people who are coming out of the graves with new life are those who've given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, who've experienced resurrection life. And that alone is a reason to celebrate being alive. I'm not just talking about breathing. I'm talking about being alive. I'm not just talking about being in skin and flesh and having the faculties to think. I'm talking about being alive, having new life. When life really began, when you really began to live. And I, I can't share everybody experience, but I can, I can certainly share mine. I know that there was a time when I heard the scripture and believe that verse for, was for me when it says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. When I realized that verse was for me, I came alive. When I realized that all of my sins are forgiven without any fear or any concern that anything I've ever done will cause me to be eternally damned, I became alive. The moment I truly knew I could love people no matter who they are, what their culture was, no matter what their skin color was, no matter what their preferences in life were, the moment that I realized I can love anybody, I knew that I was alive. I knew I was alive. The moment that I realized I could have peace in the middle of chaos. When that took place, I knew I was alive. I knew I was alive when I was filled with joy, had every reason to be depressed, every reason to go in despair, every reason to be fearful, every reason to not have hope. When, when I knew then, in the midst of all of that, that I still had joy, then I knew I was alive. When I was broke on the side of the road, car broke down with no money, and I could sing songs to Jesus, and I could praise the goodness of the Lord, I knew I was alive. Though every day that I wake up and I have vision for people who I want to know Jesus, who are far from God and have vision for growth and vision for expansion, and I want people to experience the powerful spirit of the Most High God, just because of that, I know that I am alive. Can you say amen? And it's God that's given us life. Listen to what the scripture says, but God, being rich in mercy, 
because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. You ought to say amen. And this is clear from the scripture. If you've experienced salvation in Christ, then you got new life in the spirit. And you're spiritually alive. You're alive. I just read the verse. If the spirit of him raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Christ's life living in us. Now, here's the issue. And for a moment, I'm just going to talk to you who profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because this is what I know. Even with us celebrating the resurrection and knowing that the resurrection is real, some of us can miss the joy of what it means to have resurrected life. We can miss what it means to have Christ in us. Lean in here for a minute. Because let me, let me tell you something. I got this casket here, and I'm going to illustrate something in just, a, in just a moment. We got this casket here, and everybody knows once you see a casket, it usually represents somebody's dead or somebody has died. That's usually the representation. But I'm going to tell you what a lot of us believers do. Oftentimes, even though we got resurrected life, and we know that Christ is alive. We've given a profession of faith. You know what a lot of us do? A lot of us get right on back in the casket. We get right on back in the casket. And let me tell you something about being in the casket. You can still be breathing, but let me tell you what happened. You can still eat. You're dead, but you can still eat because you're still breathing. You can have a life and you can be married, but you're dead spiritually. Uh, am I talking to the right church? You can have money in the bank and you're still dead spiritually. You, you, can, you can have eyes set on retirement and still dead spiritually. As a matter of fact, you can have grandkids and enjoy them coming to your house every day and still dead spiritually. Because this is also what happens with a whole lot of folks that got new life in Christ but don't live according to that life. They get stuck right back into some of the same addictions that they got brought out of death from. So they're living, but still living dead. They got money in the bank, still living dead. They got marriage, got a wife, got children, got a husband, and still living dead. And let me tell you something, church, you can stay in this condition so long that you almost go tom comatose. You're still breathing, but spiritually, you go comatose. And pretty soon, you can't even experience the things that you used to experience when you walk into the house of God. You used to could sing those songs of Zion. The scriptures used to move you. But all of a sudden, nothing seems to be moving you anymore. Because you got life, but you're dead. You're breathing, but you're dead. Christ is living in you, but nothing about Jesus showing that you got resurrected life. Folks around you don't even know you got Jesus anymore. Family don't even know you got Jesus anymore. Oh, you got a journal and it tells when you gave your life to Jesus and when you got baptized, but you're just living dead to the point you become comatose. Let me tell you when you get comatose. Doug, shut this thing up. Let me tell you what happens when you get comatose. You get down in the spot to where everything about you gets so dark that you don't even know where the light is. Now, I wanna, I'm gonna tell you a little something. Most of us know what graveyard shift means. It's usually somebody that works either late nights or early mornings. They call it graveyard shift. But that ain't what it meant originally. 
somewhere between the mid 1300s and all the way to the mid 1800s in England there was constant plagues in 1500 the plagues were so bad that people were dying so often that they did not have enough graves to put people in so you know what they would do they would go and dig unearth old coffins they would take the bones out of the coffins and put the bones in the boneyard just so they had the space to put somebody else in the grave that's just freshly died. Every now and then, the report shows one out of 25 people, when they opened up the coffin to get the bones out, you know what they would find on the inside? They'd find scratch marks in the coffin. You know why they found the scratch marks in the coffin? Because every now and then somebody was in a comatose state or for some reason had swooned and they thought they were dead. So they put them in the coffin. But while they were in the coffin over a period of time, they came out of that condition and tried to get their way out. So they came to a conclusion, we're running across too many folks who's alive that we're burying dead. So they made a decision that what they needed to do was when they put the dead bodies in the coffin, they had to put a rope around their wrist. So when those folks came alive, there would be some movement. And they hired people that they called the graveyard workers. And they just sat in the graveyard listening because every now and then they would hear, they would hear a bell. And they knew that somebody that was under earth was trying to live and they would they would run that string out of the coffin up into the ground and up on the top and when the graveyard man heard that bell they would go dig him out with urgency can i talk to you for a minute church some of us are in such a dead comatose state but yet everything about us wants to be alive you don't have to stay laying in the coffin you can start ringing that bell because if you start ringing that bell, there's a God who's got reckless love. He's going to come get you out of there. There's a God that's going to dig you up. There's a God that's got some urgency. There's a God that loves you enough. You don't have to stay in that coffin. You ring that bell and let Jesus come get you. Whoa! Let him come get you. You don't have to stay in that state. This is a God that loves you. And this is only possible because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to I show you something here that oftentimes we miss. You can stay standing. I'm almost done. I'm going to show you something that we often miss. And I miss it. And thank God for my friend Tim Biddle who's coming here in just a few weeks. Brought this out and the illustration which I loved. And he brought this point out. Listen to this in Matthew 27. He says, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. And yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was born in two, torn in two, from top to bottom. And the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen also were raised. Coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now I've read that, I've read it a hundred times and I've thought the same thing. I read it, Jesus died, everything split, tombs came open and they walked into the city. But that ain't what it says. 
tombs came opened but they didn't go into the city until after he resurrected see some of y'all might be missing this because this is what they realized even though Jesus had died and they were now in the tombs and realized they were breathing they knew this because the scripture says it was the old saints the saints who knew the old testament from Daniel chapter 12 that said there was going to be a messiah comes and when he rises up I'm going to have life so they stayed in those tombs for three days and Jesus said come on fellas I'm coming on out of here and when Jesus rose they was able to walk back into the city and tell folks Christ is risen hallelujah and I'm alive because of the resurrection because of the resurrection let me just tell you one more quick illustration we won't need the clip I'll I'll just tell you real quick because if you're a believer you just got to get this you got resurrection power now live with life just live with life you got resurrection power but but somebody may be here and and don't have it and let me just break this down to you real quick you're going to keep living dead if you don't have resurrection life You, you may say pastor you don't know everything I've done you don't know that how can I be forgiven I'm in this condition I can't change it I can't fix it it may be my upbringing I've done too much dope I've done too much alcohol I've been too bad I've been too much in prison can I tell you something you're not dead yet you're not dead yet I I can't recommend every Monty Python movie but let me tell you one that sticks out one little clip in the one called the Holy Grail you might remember this those of you how many of y'all be honest and say you watch Monty Python movies there you go you remember the scene in the Holy Grail where the man there was a plague and the man was going around and he was pushing the cart with dead people and he was ringing the bell said bring out your dead bring out your dead bring out your dead and folks that within the house that people had died they would carry their dead folks out and put them on the cart so they could get them to the grave to the to the burial site well, this man comes out in this particular scene. He's got a guy hanging over him and he's getting ready to throw. He, he wants to put him on the cart and he says, I got one. But the man is hanging over him who, who looks like he's dead. He turns up and says, I'm not dead yet. And he said, oh, shut up. He says, how much is it? Here's the nine shillings. He says, I'm not dead yet. I'm going to go take a walk later today. No, you're not. You're almost dead. And, he, and the man says, well, I can't take him. He's not dead. He said, oh, don't listen to him. He's going to be dead in no time. He said, no, I'm not going to be dead. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm going, to, I'm going to take a walk. I'm not dead yet. Let me tell you something. There's the enemy. This dude was insisting on saying that he was dead. There's an enemy out there that wants to insist to you that you're dead. There's folks around you that want to insist that you're dead. There's a devil out there that wants to convince you that you're dead. You better get some voice and say, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Because the Christ, our Lord, is able to resurrect you because he resurrected from the dead. Can you shout hallelujah? Father, I thank you for your goodness and your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your hand of blessing. I thank you for speaking life and giving us all life. And Father, today, I pray, Lord, for those of us that know you, that we live according to the life that you've given us. If anybody here hasn't committed their life to the risen Lord and Savior, that today will be the day that they would believe in you. The scripture says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, hallelujah, we will be saved. 
That same verse goes on to say that no one that calls upon the name of the Lord will ever be ashamed. Hear me, man and woman, Christ is calling you. Christ is calling you. You can be saved today. Father, help us to do your work and do your will, to love on those who are ringing the bell. Lord God, those who some other folks are trying to carry to the graveyard, Lord, let us stop them and say, no, 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 they're not dead yet. They're not dead yet. They're not dead yet. Let us be people who go after it to see people see have life, find life in Jesus. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.